And it's Encounter with God time here on The Breakfast Show. Super excited to get into our Bible study today. 20 million movement, 20 million people all studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time. And you can be a part of that movement today just by joining us right here on Faith FM. A couple of things that I wanted to talk about before we get into it. Don't forget that we would love to have you to grab our Faith FM Australia app. Make sure you get the Faith FM Australia one and just download it onto your phone so that you can take Faith FM with you wherever you are. And of course, you use that in your car. Uh, listen to it wherever you go, and you will never run out of a bad signal whenever you've got phone surface, and it basically uses no download at all. So if you're Brilliant. worried about your, you know, your download of your minutes or whatever it might be, then you really don't need to worry about that because it uses very, very little. So download that app, run it through your aux cord, run it through your Bluetooth, run it through your tape player if you've got one of those. <laughs> um, if you don't know how to do that, just uh, shoot us a message. I can soon show you how to make that happen. And, uh, yeah, that's the way to do it. The other thing that I want to talk to everybody about is the coronavirus versus your immune system tract. This is really good material. This came out at the beginning of the coronavirus. So some people that were just super switched on and going like, yeah, you know what, this is going to be around for a couple of years, so we're going to make a tract and go to the effort of uh, printing it. And it's all about how you can protect yourself against the coronavirus. A tract's like a small piece of, a uh, little folded up piece of paper thing um, that you put in someone's mailbox or you put it in your pocket and give it to someone, whatever it might be. Uh, you can you can get these, um, just give us a call here and we can, um, we can make these available to you. I believe that in North New South Wales you can get these for free and just spread them around like crazy, get as many of them out as you possibly can. They are just fantastic material right there. So coronavirus versus your immune system, how you can have a strong immune system to present you, to to protect yourself against the coronavirus. Okay, all right, time for our Bible study time. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. Kelvin, I'm wondering whether you can uh, read that uh, one for us, please. Just let me try and find 1 Peter, yep. 1 Peter, that little one down near the uh, end of the Bible. Yep, 1 Peter what, chapter 3? Chapter 3 and verse 15. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. But in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. This is in the New International Version. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience. Yep. Okay. This is a great verse to memorize this week. Maybe I think everybody should try and memorize this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it from the this one. Have you got a? Oh, you got the NLT. Let me give this to you from the King James version because it's just easier to memorize in the King James version. Let me find it very quickly. Kelvin was reading it there. And I'm like, I know this verse off by heart, and it just and like, oh, that doesn't you read it in right. somebody you read it in somebody else's <laughs> yeah. translation. It's just like ah, oh, that's anyway. Okay, First Peter chapter three and verse fifteen, KJV, sixteen eleven English coming up right here. Here we go. But sanctify the Lord your God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Mm. We've got a bunch of stuff going on in this verse. Let's work our way through it. Where does this verse start? Okay, so um, let me just before, I, before you guys jump in with the answer to this, when it comes to outreach and witnessing and sharing our faith with others, 
the first place we start is typically, I don't know enough. Mm. I need to know more. Where does this first start? Well, I think it's positioned in the part of First Peter that talks about submission. Okay. Mm. So submission. when someone asks you, you yes. submit an answer to them. All right. That's so. So okay. Before we get to that particular point, though, how does yours start in your translation there, Kelvin? It says there, but in your hearts, mm. set apart Christ as Lord. Okay, stop there. And you said sanctify. And what does yours say? Mine says you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And mine says sanctify. Mm. Okay, so before we get to where Kelvin's going, ah, yeah. where does witnessing start? Between you and God. It does. Mm. It starts with sanctification. Mm. We have to be set apart. We have to be made holy. Being made holy. Yep. Which only comes through that quiet time with you and God. It's that connection. That's right. Mm. Mm. So it doesn't start, with and this is the important the thing, it doesn't start with going and getting all the answers. Mm. It doesn't start mm. with knowing your Bible back to front, upside down and inside out. It doesn't yep. start in any of those places because you're never going to have all the answers. And doesn't Scripture say the beginning of wisdom is the knowledge of God? Yes, we've got to seek, seek and search after God. Yes. And once we do that, then knowledge and wisdom flows. That's right. There's a difference between purpose and product, right? So if my wow. purpose is having the knowledge, then the product will be that I go. But it's not that, right? It's, does that make sense? So Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Work it. Just Work keep it. going. This the, is going to get good. I know purpose, it is. I've got a feeling. No, it's simple. It's just, but, but if the purpose is knowing my Jesus and having him as Lord of my life, then the product is the sharing and the knowing. So one comes yes. before the other. Yes. And I think we can confuse that. There's a possibility of being like, <gasps> but I don't know the things and therefore, and like, and I've done that in my devotions. All the I've time. Like, How many times have I? I need to know. And then it's like, no, no, no. I need you to come and just be able to be with me in my presence and I'll teach you. But I'm like, but I need to know now. <laughs> when you go to teach somebody the Bible, you set yourself up as somebody who knows the Bible. Mm. So if you go to somebody and like, oh, dude, I, I want to share Jesus with you. Let me share Jesus from the Bible. Then you are saying to that person, I know the Bible, therefore I can share it with you. Mm. Now what that does to us is it makes us feel insecure because the Bible is a rather thick book. <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, there's a sure, lot in it. Of, lots mm-hmm. of pages. And it makes us feel insecure because like, all right, so the Bible is a thick book and I don't know everything that there is in it, so maybe I should just shut up, you know. Mm. Better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. All right? So we kind of take that attitude and so we shut up. And God comes to us and says, I want you to share me. Mm. I want to share my knowledge with everybody. And this is where you start. Aye. And where you don't start is by having the answer to every question. Because the reality is, I mean, somebody asked me a question here the other day. And I'm like, I have no idea. You know, I've been studying the Bible. I've been sharing the Bible for 26 years, probably more than that, but 26 years full time. Mm-hmm. And I'm still getting, you know, there's still lots of questions in there I don't know the answer to. And so if you're going to wait until you know the answer to all the questions there are in the Bible, you will wait forever and you'll miss out. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. But if you know Jesus... You have something you can share. Mm. And that's where Jesus is to start. I was going to say, there's always a starting point. Yep. Yes. 
Actually, and this, I remember someone pointed this out to me. You know, the story, I think we did this a little while ago in the um, in the Bible study we were doing here. The story of the demoniac who Jesus comes and, you know, frees and all yes. the people like, what what in the world? Um, I remember someone explaining, you know, that he's going, Jesus, let me come with you. And Jesus is going, no, I need you to go share. And the guy who was, uh, I was listening to him preach, was just saying, you know, sometimes we feel that um, we don't, you know, how can we go? Because we don't have the answers and they, the pastor essentially went you know this guy all he had was his story and he opened the way to a bunch of cities for jesus to come back into and he was saying you know if you've been to church once you're more resourced than this guy if you've read your bible if you have a bible like you're more resourced than this guy is he's like your experience with jesus is a great place to start and i just remember being like oh that's so encouraging yeah wow <laughs> because you know sometimes like I, yeah we want to have the all that and it is nice Sometimes it can be very good to know what the answer is when someone asks you a question too. You can be like, oh, okay, I can explain this. You know, it's nice not to live in unknown. But, yeah, for me it was a really encouraging thing when I heard that at the time that it's like, you know what, you don't need to be completely resourced. And I think it's great, like, as Sabbath-keeping Christians, like, we have one day a week where we can stop, rest. Mm-hmm. We look back at the week that was, but we can also project and look forward to the week to come. You know, we can take stock. Okay, what did I do well? What can I improve upon? Um, but it's also you're evaluating. So when when people come and ask you, you've already got the information there. It's just a matter of sharing that information. Like you look back at your week that was and go, well, how did God bless me in the past week? Mm. And once you look at and recognize what God has done and what he's blessed you with, then you can then share that with others. Because when someone comes and goes, you know, what has God done for you this week? If you haven't thought about it, you haven't got an answer. You're not prepared. So I, th- I see that as partly mm. like just stopping. Like we have a life that is so busy, we stop to think and we stop to thank God for all of the wonderful blessings that we have in our life. So that's an important um, learning outcome for us to, to stop mm. and to give thanks. Absolutely. Now, these are really good thoughts right here. Okay, so let's take the example that you just gave. Mm-hmm of the demoniac and the only thing he has to share is his story with Jesus. Maybe there was a couple of hours there on the beach. Mm -hmm. That's all he's got to share. And he goes and shares that. Yes. So you don't need more than just an experience with Jesus, right? You don't have to, no. It's just you don't need more than that. You don't need more than that. Correct. Does that then mean that we should neglect opportunities to have more than that? No. Because no. now we go into the rest of the verse. Mm. The verse tells us where we start. Yes. And then the verse tells us, okay, you started here. Good. You're out there. You're sharing Jesus. You're up and running. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yeah. All right. Where do we go next? Uh, sanctify the Lord God on your heart. And what? Ne- what's next? To give an answer to everyone who asks. Mm. Be ready to give an answer. Mm. Be ready to give a defense. So, Mine says, what does yours say there, Minnie? It says, oh. Um, always be ready to explain it. Always be ready to explain it. Mm. And you, you know, obviously the uh, demoniac who was healed, he was explaining it through his experience. Mm. But if we've got opportunity to know our Bibles better, have a deeper understanding of the Bible, absolutely, just grab it with both hands. Um, all right, and then it goes on. Who asks you a reason for what? For the answer. Mine says for your Christian hope. For your Christian hope. Mm. All right. That is in you with meekness and fear. Let me just focus in on that for a moment. 
Why would people ask you about your Christian hope? You'd think it's because there is something different in your life that is visible. They're going, right. huh, but there's it something. It doesn't matter how good anything that is that you have here on this earth, there's always something better, and we put our faith and trust in the treasure that is in heaven. So that I believe that's our, our hope. Absolutely. It's and something better. I think, I think it's at times of crisis that mm. it gives Christians the opportunity to really shine you know, if we look at the last 12 months, you know, 12 months ago we were in the grip of the most severe drought that any of us had ever seen. Mm-hmm. We went from there to fires, to floods, to COVID, to riots. Um, and, you know, and, well, it just all keeps rolling on. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a rough 12 months. A lot of people out there are like, yeah, we just want to delete this year and just start over mm-hmm. again. This is our opportunity as Christians to shine because we've read the end of the story. We've read the end of the book. We know how it finishes. And we can continue on with hope and with confidence knowing Jesus Christ and knowing what he's doing in our lives. And we should have people asking us right now to tell them why it is that we have hope when they're really struggling. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are really struggling these days. Okay, let's go from here to another verse. Uh, let's go to Second uh, Timothy chapter two and verse four. Second Timothy chapter two, verse four. Second uh, Timothy two and verse four. Let me see. Mini, have you got that one? Yes, I sure do. Um, I think this is the right one. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life. For, uh, nope. Second Timothy two. No man that warreth. Don't and for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. Maybe I've written down the wrong verse. Let me just have a look. <laughs> yeah, I'm using a different Bible than I normally do, and you know when you're used to where things are, and I'm like, I just don't know. It's just <laughs> translation, it's a different place. Let's try Second Timothy four verse two. How about that? Okay. See if that relates to the to the. Uh... Ah, this probably makes more sense. Yes. <laughs> um, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. All right. Long My translation. What does yours say? Well, I'm just looking at the King James. It says long-suffering. <laughs> oh, you've got the word long-suffering in there. KJV also has the word instant. Did you oh. notice that one in your KJV? Let me read it from... Uh, the instant in season. Yep. My KJV, the Bible says, 4 verse 2, preach the word, be instant. Hmm. In season and out of season. That word instant, <laughs> it carries with it that very strong concept of instantly ready mm-hmm. all the time, grabbing every opportunity that comes past uh, to share Jesus with somebody. Uh, and, and, you know, I was listening to um, Kelvin, your wife Hope, sharing an amazing testimony uh, this last Saturday mm-hmm. of being instant, seeing an opportunity. Grasping it, sharing Jesus, making an appeal on the spot, yep. making appeal, oh. like really full-blown strong appeal for somebody to give their life to Jesus. And that's a great example of what it means to be instant. And you're spot on because it says here, with great patience and careful instruction, like we, we sit and we wait and we're ready to pounce. We need to pounce, but we've got to be ready to pounce. Yes, 
All the time. So what then would an example be of being in season and out of season? What does this mean? Okay, so in season, this is, this is my take on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sharing with you my take. Maybe you've got a different take. If you've got a different take on this, we'd love to hear from you. Oh, yeah. Our number is 1-800-324-843 or you can text us on 0419-064-669. No, 0491. 0491. What did I say? 19. 0491. <laughs> 064669. I, I, I had this. Liam's looking at me like... What is he saying? (laughs) What number is this? Okay, text us or call us. We'd love to hear your take on it. My take on it is that in season is during times like right now where it is easy to share the word of God, Mm. where you are not going to be persecuted for it. Out of season is times when you are in great danger just by sharing the word of God. And for Paul... He was kind of moving, he's writing this book, he was kind of moving between those seasons fairly rapidly. It was as easy as going from one city to the next, he would go from being in season to out of season. Yeah, true. You know, he'd go to Berea and he was in season. He was sharing the word of God, they were studying, they're like, yes, let's dig into this. He goes to the next city, he's out of season because suddenly he's being persecuted, thrown into prison, stoned, uh, whatever else it might be. For us, we'd have no idea what it means to be out of season in Australia. We've never been out of season. Mm. We don't know that. However, the Bible says to be instant, be always ready. It's an interesting thing when uh, I was at college and we were doing homiletics. This was one of the verses that we were required to memorize. Mm. And one of the exercises that we would do at the beginning of class was the teacher would walk to the front of the class, pull out a Bible verse, point at one random person, Come forward and start preaching from this verse right now. And you just walk, walk up if you got pointed at, walk to the front, and you just start preaching right there. It's good fun. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Where are we up to? We were talking 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Long-suffering. That's Old English. Mm-hmm. Does that mean if we, re- we if, if we uh, preach the word, we're going to endure long suffering? Is it going to be painful? We've got to suffer for a long time? <laughs> yeah, many of you have been preaching Just the might. word for the last couple of years. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, I actually think this is something that's really important because you can, you can speak the truth, but the way you speak it matters. Okay. Like I, I think it does change a lot. Like I think you can... Speak a message of God's love, but if you speak that not in love. But here it says, Mm. reprove, rebuke. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. But well, mine says patiently correct and rebuke and encourage your people with good teaching. That isn't, rebuke, I don't believe, is cutting someone down. Right. It's for their benefit. Yes. Ooh, ooh, I actually heard uh, some friends and I were talking the other day. And I don't know if... um, I don't know if my friend Tom said he'd read it somewhere or if we were just contemplating this idea. don't remember, but he was saying, you know, when, when it comes to Jesus, he has the full right to rebuke us because he also showed how much he loves us, right? Like he was willing to die for us. And we were just contemplating this idea of what if we only stepped out to rebuke people when we our heart were in the place of, I would die for this person. Like that's, that's how patient I'm willing to be with the person for them to have this message do you know, because yes. they can still reject that. But if you're genuinely like, 
I will be patient because I want you to have this hope, right? Because the verse we just read was like the Christian hope we have. It's like, I so want this for you that you can reject it, but I'm genuinely doing it for your good. Not because I'm right. Not because I need you to live the way I live. Not, be, you know, not for any of those reasons. But it's like, no, I, I truly, I can sit in here and be patient and suffer long and be kind. You know, that, that kind of thing. Because, because of this love for you that God has for me that I'm trying to pass to you. I think that lands differently with people. Even if, even if they don't agree, I think it lands differently. Very much so. And we sometimes read some of the rebukes in the Bible, like rebukes given by, say, Nehemiah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some um, of them are rough. <laughs> uh, or John the Baptist. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, where he calls people a brood of vipers. And sometimes I think we're like, yeah, we're just going to go out and smash people. These guys were going around smashing people. I don't know that they were going around smashing people because I think that what you're sharing right there is the attitude that they had in their heart. Aye. And when you've got that, you know, I had a uh, relative who used to tell people that he had been given the ministry of rebuke. Oh. Oh, no. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, it was a bit sad. It was, um, he kind of used to worship by himself a fair bit. Anyway, we've got a little bit of time left, so let's go to a very famous story here that we have looked at already uh, this, in this Bible study, but several weeks ago. In fact, a lot of weeks ago. Uh, this one is the story that you find in John chapter 4 of the Samaritan woman. Mm. So John four twenty-seven to 30. This is a story that has a lot of parallels because we're going to come back to what we were talking about with you know where we start with sharing the gospel has a lot of para- parallels with the demoniac. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Kelvin, uh, John 4, 27 to 30, please. Down to 30. That's Just fine. when his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman, but no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Okay, so how much does the Samaritan woman know? Well, she knows he's the Messiah. She knows he's the Messiah. So how much does she share? That? She shares that. (laughs) That's kind of it, isn't it? That's kind of all she shares. And we hold back and we're like, okay, we're the the people who would sit down by the well and say, all right, Jesus, I need you to spend the next four years so I can, sitting here by the well teaching me the word of God until I've got a theology degree uh, from you so that I can go and share the word of God. Mm. All she knows is that she's met the Messiah. And it's interesting, picking up on what you were saying before, she doesn't Bible bash them. She actually puts the question to them. She doesn't say, look, I've found the Christ. She puts the question, could this be the Christ? Come, follow, fo- follow me, find out for yourself. Mm. Like, it, there's an investigation. There's an invitation too. Hey? An invitation mm. and an investigation. You're right. Yep. Imagine how powerful this is coming from this particular woman too. Yeah. Because she is a woman of ill repute. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's yes. got a reputation. There's a reason why she wow. goes to collect water in the middle of the day. And when she is the one who comes and says, you know what, I've met this guy. And, of course, she knows he's the Messiah. But she's like, could this be the Messiah? Let's go and find out. Mm. And they're like, what? Yeah, what are you saying? You're, <laughs> you're saying that? Mm-hmm. 
we've got to go see. If you're saying that, we've got to go see. Uh-huh. You know, if it had been the spiritual uh, leader of the Samaritans, you know, the Samaritan, the local Samaritan rabbi, I'm not quite sure what um, he was called, but probably a rabbi because of the kind of the same language and so forth, uh, then they'd be like, oh, okay, all right, there's a fair bit of credibility there. This guy should know what he's talking But when she comes, it's like, we've got to go check this out. Mm. All right, Kelvin, uh, verse 39. Where did you get up to? Verse 30? Verse 30 is where I Can you I pick stopped. it up in verse 39 to 42? So we're at John chapter 4 and verse, what did you say, 31? 39 to 42. Oh, sorry, 39 to 42. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when, they, when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with him and stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. Oh, so good. (laughs) How long was her interaction with Jesus? Probably minutes. Yeah. Maybe. Half hour at the most, you would think. I mean, obviously not the whole conversation word for word, we would assume, has not been recorded. Maybe this is the the conversation in its entirety. I kind of think there was a bit more to the conversation, Mm. but you wouldn't think it would be more than half an hour. And she goes back. And she does not share what she does not know. She just shares what she does know, which mm. is very little. And she is not holding back. She just gets out there and share it. This is your challenge for today. Don't worry about what you don't know. Just share what you do know with people around you. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.